Get the heat in for you on 560 WQAM. Heat right back at it on the hardwood tonight against the Atlanta Hawks after beating Atlanta this weekend, 117-109. That, of course, coming after a crushing, and I mean crushing, defeat to the New York Knicks, 122-120. to 120. We'll talk some Miami Heat right here with your Miami Heat television analyst from Bally Sports Sun. You can, of course, watch that tonight on Bally Sports Sun. Pre-game starting at 7 o'clock. John Crotty has the call alongside Eric Reed. John joining us here on the Toyota of Hollywood guest line. Shop over 1,500 Toyotas indoors at one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. John, thanks for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Hey, guys. How you doing this morning? You tell me. How are you doing with the the way the season has gone up and down? And I can hear on the call how frustrated you get just from being a <laughs> former player. Like, there's no consistency. And you're like, ah! How do you feel? Yeah, it's it's been a challenge at times, right? Step forward, a step back. Um, I think inconsistency is a great way to put it, Leroy. I mean, I think early on, you know, you had you could point to a lot of bodies uh, and injuries, guys being out, and and but you know that hasn't been the case as of late, as we've had a really you know healthy group, with the exception of Kyle Lowry. Um, you know, it, I think the biggest head scratcher for me has been the three-point shooting. Um, it's it's just – it's really strange because you would look to, all right, maybe there's been some personnel changes. Um, all right, maybe we're not getting the same shots, but we've had predominantly the same guys and, and shooters, right? And then you look at the quality of the shots we're getting. Are they good shots? And, and that's the coaching staff's job, and I think they've done a good job. They're getting open threes, um, and they just haven't made them to the point where they were number one in the league in percentage a year ago and – you know, they're like 28th or something now out of 30 teams. Um, and, and you know, obviously that, that analytic really matters when you get that extra point on those mix. Is is this – I've said this over and over again. I've never seen a team lead the league in a stat like that and then be bottom of the league that quick with the same players. It just doesn't happen. Like a bad a bad season would be if you fall down to the middle of the pack, right. not the bottom. Have you ever seen anything like this? No, I mean, you would just, you would typically think it would be injury driven, right? Your key three point shooters are, are out um, or a personnel change of some sort. So that, that's, that's the thing to me that I, you know, and I pride myself as an analyst at looking at the stuff and trying to figure out, all right, you know, this is why this is happening. Um, that's my, you know, my job, but it's, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's very hard to explain. It, it really is because the quality, again, the quality of the shots, I think are still there. Uh, John, after the loss to the New York Knicks, Jimmy had some comments about, uh, you know, what the team has been going through this year. Got to play for our audience. And I don't know if you heard it or not, but I'm sure you did because sure. uh, Spo addressed it, but uh, this is what Jimmy had to say after the loss of the Knicks. I mean, I'm at a point now, I think everybody is where um, it doesn't surprise us. We just, we, we really get bored with the process, <clears throat> and I, I I can't tell you why. And, you know, we, we, we play hard, and sometimes we get back in the game like we did tonight, and sometimes we don't. But either way it goes, if we just play basketball the right way the entire game, I don't think that we're in that situations more, situation more often than not. But for some odd reason, um, we think it's going to be easy, so we just go out there and go through the motions. Uh, what did you make of uh, Jimmy's comments, uh, John, about just getting bored with the process of their kind of up and downness uh, that they've 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 struggled with this year? Yeah, I mean, look, I hear frustration in his voice. I think he's a guy who does play hard and, and leaves it out there every every single game to his credit. Um, 
So I, I, I hear I hear frustration there. I mean, you know, there's nothing else that I hear. And I, I, frankly, I want my star guys feeling it. I want them to take pride in, in winning. I want them to, you know, voice, hey, look, you know, this isn't this isn't good. We don't want to lose. Um, I, I think the idea that we got to play harder, this is the stretch run and to galvanize everyone together is, is important. At the end of the game, at the end of the day here, you can have all the scheming, all the systems you want. It comes down to the guys in the room being able to pull together and play hard to be and be competitive. However, you got to do it to win. You think, you know, you think Jimmy has to be more direct, you know, and, and just start I'm not saying in public, but behind closed doors at practice during the game, start calling guys out uh, to hold them accountable or because it seems like everybody just makes the assumption that everybody else is going to do the right thing. And when it doesn't happen, we hear stuff like this from Jimmy or other players, you know, saying we need to do this or we're not doing that. But you got to kind of hold each other accountable with that. Yeah, no, I look, I think Leroy, I do think he's the kind of guy who's doing that every day anyway. Right. Um, you know, he he's not one to bite his tongue and and um check himself that way. I think he goes after guys too, um, you know, in terms of actually in practice the way he plays, you know, not just verbally. Um so I, I think that's there. I, I, I think, you know, part of it is just collectively continuing to to hold the course. Here's the thing, guys. I mean, you know, the, the, even with the frustration of, of where we're at, they're they're in a playoff position. Mm-hmm. They're they're going there. There's a situation now where when I was looking at the standings here, you know, you got Brooklyn, who is is kind of in a free fall because of the, all the personnel changes they've made. Um, you know, if they you're trying to get yourself into the top six, so you're not in that play-in game. Uh, if you're in the seventh or eighth seed, you're in that position where you're, you're you have, you know, major, um, you know, potential slippage if you get into a playoff a play-in game where anything can happen, right? You have a, a guy roll an ankle, and all of a sudden it's a one-two game thing, and you're out before you even get a chance to get into the playoffs. If you're in sixth, now you're locked in. You have a seven-game series against somebody. I think that's the major goal. I think that's what everyone's playing for right now is just to get in up above that number and lock it in. Not going to be easy, but um, to me, defensively is where they got to focus. Uh, it's not it's not the sexiest thing. They're they're not the highest scoring team. In fact, they're the last the lowest scoring team um, in the league. So they got to focus. You're not going to like overnight flip the switch on that. You've got to be even nastier defensively. They've had um, you know before uh, the last win against Atlanta, the, the previous three first halves were giving up seventy or more points in that first half. That's not Miami Heat basketball. You got to be tougher and nastier on the defensive end. Technique wise, you got to control the guy that has the ball. Be accountable to, to your teammates there and locked in to, to uh, guard that guy hard. And you know that was not happening. Um, and and to me, right now, that's what they can control the defensive end. Obviously, you're continuing to work and try to be smoother on the offensive end. But it's just it's it's like you're not going to go from thirty to first, right? You you, you may right. move incrementally. Defensively is where you can you can be more, more consistent and win games. You were mentioning this on the broadcast uh, with Eric because Bam had a really nice offensive game against the uh, the Hawks. And, and he, you know, he's been playing fine, but, like, not quite to his all-star level. So it was great to see that. And I thought Tyler had a, a really great weekend, too. A great game against the Knicks and then a great fourth quarter against Atlanta. Those two guys, John, just getting back on that consistent offensive track, like, how much smoother do you think that will, will make things? 
Yeah, I think it makes it uh, in a big time way. I, and I'm talking about Bam first. Bam, to me, you know, played in it and deserved to be an all-star this year. He was, he's been outstanding and, and he's become a consistent 20 point, 10 rebound guy, uh, which is awesome. And then he does so much more in regards to defending uh, and also facilitating as a guy who can look over top and make plays or as a dribble handoff guy. Um, but he, he really um, got away from doing a lot of the dirty work and some of the hustle plays I thought during um, that losing streak and can't, can't really put a finger on why, but it, it just, you know, he clearly, uh, the, the coaching staff definitely, um, you know, got back to him on that. And I thought we saw the BAM that had been an all-star all year long in that Atlanta game, scoring the basketball, rebounding the basketball, being able to set up guys and then defensively with a couple of steals or blocks. Um, he, you know, he was, he was outstanding. John, have you ever gone? And then you talk about Tyler too. Let me just jump in on Tyler. Tyler has to be that guy, I think, who continues to play with confidence down the stretch. And we saw that against, you know, Atlanta. 22 points, he and Bam being able to make plays Mm -hmm. down the stretch. Tyler has just such ignitability that way, guys. When our offense is stagnant, you know, he and Jimmy tend to be the guys who who, who really get us going. Have have you ever been in a situation where you – were playing your best basketball and then just fell off a cliff to where you couldn't make a shot. You couldn't do the things you normally do in a basketball court. And what do you do? What did you do to turn it around? Because I mean, they're like you said, the shots are there. They're making, they're, they're getting the same open shots. They're just not making them. Yeah. Well, from beyond the arc, I, I agree. I, I've had those situations as a guard, you, you know, you can go through streaks where you're not, you know, you're missing shots because it's a lot harder. Obviously, you can't get easy baskets. You can't get tip-ins and easy layups. You're, you're 6'2", going against seven-footers trying to finish at the rim. So it becomes a lot more challenging. So, you know, the way I, I always tried to look at it is you do the other little things. You, you make the hustle plays defensively if you can get some stops. And this has been part of Miami's recipe and, mm-hmm. and formula all year long. You get the stops. You force turnovers, which Miami was number one in the league at for a while. Now you're jump-starting your offense, right? You're getting numbers in transition on the break. You're getting those three-on-two, two-on-one runouts, and you're not working against uh, an opposing five-man, um, you know, connected half-court defense. You have them on their heels, and you're able to get easier baskets. And for, a, for an offense that has struggled being able to score the ball, you know, being able to get – 15 to 20-something points a game um, in transition is really, really important. John, what have you uh, made uh, early impressions of Kevin Love and uh, his insertion uh, into the starting line since they, they got him in here? And and I guess the trickle-down is just had on the team. Yeah, I, look, I like what Kevin Love brings because I think he's a bona fide three-point shooting threat along with Bam where he can stay outside. Bam can be on the interior um, as the paint guy. It's It's really, to me... When I think about it, when you when you think about a um, a pairing in the front court, um, you know I think he's he's really brings more than any other guy that Bam's played. I mean, you, you know, you could look at like a Myers Leonard or someone like that, but he's not quite as skilled and does certainly doesn't have the resume of a of a Kevin Love. So I like that Kevin Love's a three point shooter. I love his his rebounding ability. The numbers he puts up is amazing. He's a great positional rebounder. Um, I, what's, what's been fun for me is watching him on his outlet passes. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but the way he takes it off the glass and it's, it's allowed Miami to play a little bit faster and get some easier baskets too, but with the way he he'll make that half court, three quarter court pass as a chess pass, which is, 
which is impressive. And then, you know, along those lines, um, Brendan, I would say, you know, Cody Zeller too. I mean, I'm, I've been really impressed with what he's been able to bring because frankly, he hadn't played the entire year. So I thought there might be a workup, you know, um, of having to get him into a, some level of shape, but he's come in and, and just plays so hard. He's given the team a great lift. Um, I thought Caleb Martin and he in the last game against Atlanta were critical. Our bench, you know, has struggled at times being able to score with Victor coming back from the injury and not not really getting back to, to his offensive self. So, um, you know, that the scoring and, and, and those types of, um, you know, tangible production um, is, is really much needed. Yeah, that's been my favorite part of it because I feel like uh, Caleb just feels like he's – like Caleb was having a nice season – but obviously was was doing a role that's not the most comfortable thing for him. He looks just so much more at home now, being like that that just all energy, all out just type of guy to just provide a spark. Yeah, I mean he's truly a wing player and he was having to guard guys that were, you know, he's 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 like six five, uh, you know, about two hundred and five, two hundred and ten pounds. He's guarding, you know, six ten, two hundred and fifty pound guys on a regular basis. It just beats the hell out of you. So, you know, it was hard for him to kind of get to a speed game. Um, Yeah, but it's not easy also being a starter and getting those kind of minutes and you can kind of pace yourself and find, you know, your your opportunities. Now he's coming in off the bench and it's just, you know, all out um, all the time. And he runs that wing well. Um, I think he's, you know, one of our best finishers when you get it to him in transition, when he comes off that off that line, you know, just coming on top of the basket with that right hand dunk. Um, he's been a um, very consistent, uh, one of our best three-point shooters throughout the course of the year as well. So I think he's fit in extremely well, and he obviously can guard uh, multiple positions, which is just so valuable um, from a coaching staff perspective. Before we get you out of here, John, uh, the other piece of news, it looks like uh, we may be getting the debut of Omer Yurtsevin tonight. Uh, a couple big games in the G League. It looked like they were going to have a nice role cut out for him this year, John, whatever it was going to be. Do yeah. you see that being the case when he comes back? Because, like you said, Cody Zeller has been playing great. So I don't know where you know Spo will find the minutes. He always calls these first class problems. But um, you know, what do you think Omer can bring? Uh, just kind of being dropped with you know a, a dozen and a half regular season games left. What can we expect from him? Well, the thing that's been so um, you know it, it's a shame, right? Because I had similar thoughts where you know it would have been great to give him an opportunity to play with Bam more and see how they they sync up because he does have three-point shooting ability now he's not the three-point shooter that Kevin Love is by any stretch but to me he has that capability and we saw what he could do rebounding the ball last year when Bam had that thumb issue and was out um you know an extended period of time he came in he was he set a rookie record for double figure rebounding games he was he was outstanding and he could finish in the paint he's got a nice touch um and he's just, you know, naturally very long and, and athletic. So I think um, it's going to be interesting to see how he's, you know, worked in into the rotation. I, it's going to be a bit challenging. He's he's behind the curve there. But I think, look, give him credit for uh, coming back from the injury and playing now in the G League the way he did. He's 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 handled it extremely well. I think he's shown that he's got got the skill set. I think the the hardest thing for for him right now will be, you know, every one of these games is is so important for Miami. It's not easy for the coaching staff to really think about O'Mara as much as, you know, just the team and, and trying to do what's best for the team. And and Zeller is playing at such a high level. I think it will be hard to inject him into that lineup. We appreciate the time, John. Thanks so much. We'll see you at the, uh, the arena tonight. Thanks, John. 
Thanks. There you go. John Crotty catching tonight with Eric Reed on Bally Sports Sun. 7 o'clock is when their coverage gets going. We, of course, have a 7.30 tip-off from Miami-Dade Arena. And you, of course, can listen to that game right here on 560 WQM. Solana will get you going with preheat at 6.15. We will take a break. Hour 2 coming on up. Uh, some NFL moves going down. It appears that Derek Carr has a new home. We'll tell you about it next.